0: Well, hello, Kevin.
1: Hello, Deborah.
0: How are you today?
1: I'm doing just dandy. How are you?
0: (laughs) Dandy. I like that. Uh, I am also doing, I'll say dandy as well. Um, I'm excited about our conversation today because we are going to do our second annual year in review show.
1: Right. I know. I can't believe it's been a year. And for us on the podcast, two years.
0: That's bananas. Like, of all the fruit, it's bananas.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Well, and I think we, we, you know, we wouldn't be able to have done this for two years without our our famed producer, Maddie. Maddie, are
0: you there? Maddie, are you there? Hello,
2: I am here. I am here and I am dandy. Wonderful. You are. You are dandy. If no one has told you that, let me be the first. Yes. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. So it's been quite the year, right? I mean, we say that all the time.
2: Understatement. yeah. yeah I've heard I saw that on the news I yeah heard.
0: there's some stuff going on a couple of things yeah. a couple two tree things going on but we've had some really good conversations this year and it Kevin I don't know about you but as I was listening back to kind of gather up the clips for this year we've really kind of run the gamut of in-depth conversations and you know really moving and influential stories um, We've had some fun conversations and some more sure. you know, sort of hard-hitting conversations. So what have been some of the highlights for you? I'll I'll ask you first.
1: Yeah, well, I think for me, you know, I think we started off on a on a great note. So at January episode, we had Tom Hammond in. Tom Spark Hammond as he became Spark known Hammond, after yes. that. Um we had a you know, he's such a fun guy, such a great conversation, talking about integrity, shadow of leadership and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we also had one of one of my favorite cold opens on that episode.
0: We did have a fun one. It was uh, a little less fun for for me, but
3: so, Deborah.
2: <laughs> if we're talking about less fun, you know, when I see these scripts come in for the cold open, this one required, I think, uh, more sound effects and editing than usual.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kevin likes to really pull out all the stops. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So why don't we go ahead and listen to it?
0: Oh, okay. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, Kevin, what's up? What, what is all this stuff?
1: Who's Kevin? Sounds like a bad seed.
0: <sighs> Voices again. I thought we did this already.
1: Since you're a trusted friend, I'll be honest with you. I'm Kevin. Great. And you're doing... Battle with the League of Shadows of Influence. Wait a minute. Of Influence? What's the of influence? Did you read the whole email I sent you? Professionally skimmed it. Uh,
0: The shadow of influence is our culture concept this month, not some ancient, sinister, ninja, covert, nonsense organization bent on podcast destruction or whatever else. It's just a reminder to be more mindful of your effect on others, as sometimes habits, attitudes, actions, they can all directly impact those around you. Now, can we get rid of all this stuff? Tom Hammond is on his way here. Well, he likes innovation. This is not innovation. I mean, what? What is this thing? It looks like paper clips and chewing gum.
1: Ha <laughs> ha good eye. That's my grappling hook. And it totally works, by the way, my little doubting Deborah. I was just up there washing Marty's windows. Totally freaked him out. You want to give it a try? Go ahead. Swing on into the studio.
0: Oh sure, I'll use it. I'll just load it up and point it over there by the studio and then I'll just hit this. Whoa. Bo- ah!
2: Professionally skimmed
1: it. <laughs> oh man, yes, I had so much fun, so much fun with that one. I love that. It
0: happy fun. to hang up my grappling hook. Yes,
1: yeah. and I taught. I even taught you guys about the the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. Uh, famous sound That's effect. Right. We got that. Yeah. Well.
2: Definitely got some YouTube research in after we got done talking. About it. That's right. That's so right. that was obviously fun.
1: What a great way to kick off that discussion. But you know really the the fun of the cold open followed up by just just a great great discussion with tom so one of the you know, i think i think we'll we'll kind of take you to one of the one of the clips here where he's really focusing in on you know what that shadow of a leadership component of integrity means to him he's really mm-hmm. focusing on the importance of leadership and how he approaches it and i just really thought that that was something that really jumped out to me to say like, this is why this person is a, is a great leader because he takes this kind of approach.
0: to it. Yeah. All right. Let's check it out.
4: And it starts with energy and passion and enthusiasm and genuine interest in people. Uh, so shadow of an influence to me started with my mom. My mom taught me at an early age, not by choice, just by her shadow mm-hmm. of an influence that, uh, people will follow you if you have a genuine interest in them. Mm-hmm. Sure. And by performing that simple activity of asking, how was your weekend? Stopping every morning and saying, how's everybody doing? Walking through and, and saying hello and doing it in a in a really high energy fashion. Think about your last five days coming into work. I guarantee there was one day where you were not feeling motivated to jump out of bed and to get moving in the morning. Mm-hmm. And somebody needs to be that catalyst, the spark. And what I try to do on my team inside of Paychecks, with everyone that I interact with is is to be that catalyst or be that spark. Mm -hmm. I have a ton of energy, uh, naturally. Uh, (laughs) I don't caffeinate, which is very smart Uh, for anyone who's ever been around me. I don't need it, Uh, but I have a genuine passion for Paychecks. We do things the right way, and uh, it's really unbelievable the number of solutions that we provide to Mm -hmm. business owners and the opportunities that we provide to employees. I just told you my career history, I'm very lucky. I had an opportunity to come in and learn and continue to advance. And quite candidly, every employee of Paychex has that same opportunity Mm -hmm. today. And it's the same today as it was 30 years ago.
0: I love that. Tom is easily one of the most inspirational leaders that I've come across at Paychex and having a chance to to sit down with him. It was one of the last um, recordings that we were able to complete in the studio. Yeah. Um, Before, you know, before the world turned upside down. So I I thought that was just a a phenomenal way to sum that up. I think you you pulled a really good clip, Kevin.
1: Thanks. Yeah. And I think, you know, to me that really hit home. And that was kind of more evident than we even knew at the time that, Mm -hmm. that, that aspect, his, his viewpoint of, you know, kind of that, that shadow of influence piece would really carry us over into the rest of this crazy year. So Right about after that, after that episode aired, that's when the COVID nineteen pandemic came into uh, existence for us. So that was obviously understatement. Again, a pretty crazy time for everyone. So yeah. we, you know, we kind of took the approach with our next episode to really start focusing on some of the innovation that came out of that. So uh, people were looking for answers. They were looking for. Commentary. They they wanted to know more. Uh, There was that need for more information.
0: Yeah, I think people also felt a need for, you know, wanting to know that someone had the reins, right? Someone was at the steering wheel. They they were in control. Decisions were being made. Conversations were happening. I know there was so much uncertainty mid March uh, when we had the initial shutdown and when we transitioned. Ninety five percent of our employees to remote work in less than a week, yeah. there was just a lot of uncertainty. And I think that really played into why so many employees and, and people outside of the organization wanted to hear from Mick and hear from, uh, not to you know jump ahead here, but hear from Mick Whittemore and hear, okay, what are we doing to make sure that the the engines are running and the mm-hmm. lights are staying on, not only for our clients, of course, but but for our employees as well. So, yeah, I, I think that that's why this was was a particularly impactful uh, dialogue that we had with Mick.
2: And I'm just going to add real quick to, you know, we have not been in the same space. We have not been in the studio since last February. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was the first time we had to figure out how are we going to do things differently. And we partnered a lot with um, a lot of the folks in IT to kind of open some doors for us to be able to do some things virtually that we couldn't necessarily do before. So. Um, you know, great partnership there, great innovation there. You know, uh, really appreciate the teamwork that they had and uh, looking forward to eventually
3: one of these days getting back in the studio with, with all of you
0: guys. Likewise. Indeed. So let's check that
3: out. You know, a lot of this is around culture and tools and having the team and the teamwork to be ready for it. And um, while it might seem like there's a lot of innovation at the time or right at the spot, um, what we were really short of in this case was time, and uh, and what we really wanted to do was use uh, the groundwork that had been laid over the past several years in investments and in, in specific tools like the UC suite, like WebEx Teams, and, and the collaboration uh, platform that's in place uh, that are that are really you know leveraged for this type of scenario on a wide basis. Uh, so, you know, innovation and change for sure brought on very quickly. <laughs> Um, but also being able to leverage what we have put in place. We have a lot of work that we've done over time in a BCP or disaster recovery scenario, but um, many folks probably don't realize we have a BCP office. And, uh, and they do a lot of work to help us plan. Uh, but you wouldn't say that we have a pandemic playbook that we would have necessarily ever envisioned this type <laughs> of scenario in the speed in which it would move. And, and the whole time, you know, really what I felt like drove a lot of our team from, uh, from a service perspective and so forth was putting the company in position to succeed uh, from a service rep perspective to our existing client base, knowing how that client base would need a lot of help and, uh, and knowing sort of what would be coming at us in terms of the types of questions they would have. And, and as we started to think through that, we also started to think of through, the planning and logistics of um, how do you start to move employees in chunks to the work from home situation Mm -hmm. to get them uh, in a safe uh, in a safer spot uh, to practice social distancing and to do that in a cross section, knowing what their job role is and what type of equipment they have and and maneuvering all of those pieces kind of night after night to make it uh, repetitive into something that we can start really seeing progress. Uh, so, so that was a, a little bit of the factory that we had to create, uh, as we started to look at how to pull, pull this off and execute toward it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that, to me, that, that really jumped out as a, as one of our more important episodes. I mean, mm-hmm. things were changing on the hour by the minute, I think the, the focus that the team took was really exemplary in my opinion. You know, the, the focus was on providing for our customers, providing for our employees to me, like the values and the culture components that we're constantly talking about on this episode were portrayed real life in a shockingly short amount of time. And yeah. to me, that was really rewarding to, to kind of see and, and be a part of.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, you know, interestingly, a few months prior, um, we had Joe Corsi and Kristen Harper on an episode
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: were really integral forces behind the scenes in this BCP, uh, task force, uh, that Mick was talking about and having had conversations with Mick and, and through that episode, We really got a chance to see that this was a conversation that had been going on that they were prepared for. And it was all sort of happening unbeknownst to all of us employees, right? Just kind of Mm -hmm. chugging along, doing our thing. And there they are planning and organizing and, you know, creating opportunities for our employees to stay safe. You know, we're now nearly a year later um, and the majority of our employees are still safe at home. Um, with some regional return to work opportunities. And, you know, we'll start to see that change more and, and increase more, hopefully, as, as things start to level out and, and hopefully start to, to die down with the pandemic. But really, really influential and impactful to know. That there are people making this all happen so very good yeah, conversation.
1: absolutely so while that was all happening you know mm-hmm. as as mick touched on you know work still had to continue and one mm-hmm. of the things that deborah i know you were highly involved in was mm-hmm. kind of the evolution of culture at paychecks
0: yeah yeah so we uh as part of a cross-functional team in the hrod organization we we wanted to take a look at culture at our values and, and certainly not change any of our values because those are really the bedrock on which the company is standing. But we wanted to find a way to humanize and conversationalize some of our values and guiding behaviors a little bit more for for new employees and for employees who have been through the culture shaping trainings that that Tom does so well and, uh, you know, the different culture conversations that we have. So as sure. part of that evolution sure. We did a bit of a brand relaunch with regard to our values, and we assigned um, a, a series of B statements that really sort of distill down what each of the values at its core, what the expectation is for our employees to hold themselves accountable to you know, every day. So to, to kick that off, we launched it in June of 2020, and we had a pretty... Awesome guest that month, Kevin. Yeah,
1: this is a guy who had been really haranguing us to be on the <laughs> podcast. He just you know, couldn't fill his time, just yeah. constantly
2: re- like really like, he's like, Kevin when Deborah, when am I going to be on? When I can only tell him no so many times. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. had to, <laughs> so if we, only we... that were
0: true. Easily one of the busiest <laughs> people at Paychex. Uh, and, and certainly knowing he's listening to this episode, I'm sure. I don't think any of us would be where we are now without him. And of course, we're talking about none other than Paychex president and CEO, Marty Musi, who sat down again virtually with us to chat about why culture is important at Paychex, why, you know, especially in a time of uncertainty and, and sort of unprecedented change, culture is important. So let's hear what he had to say.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, culture is is important because it's really something you stand for and it's the way you make decisions on behalf of the employees, uh, our clients, and our shareholders. Uh, You need something to have a basis for uh, what the values are of the company and the values in the way that you make decisions. And I think that goes from having a consistent value set in your culture. Uh, Why culture is important is that you have a consistent value set from your newest employees to your most tenured. And from your frontline employees to the CEO, uh, all can be held to kind of a, a certain standard of values that are the same. And I think that's very important. And that's what builds that culture that we have here at Paychex. Just such an honor to,
1: to get Marty on. And mm-hmm. I think one of the, this is a great clip that really exemplifies what makes him special. It's mm-hmm. really kind of distilling down the importance of it. He's not just a CEO who's parroting out these things. He lives and breathes this culture aspect into his company. And that is what makes him different. That's what makes Paychecks different. So I love yeah. that.
0: Yeah, no, I love that too. And then we continued on uh, through the summer and we had mm-hmm. another very, what I would call inspirational conversation with a couple of the leaders out of our Lehigh Valley Regional Service Center. Indeed. I'll say the one thing that this pandemic has given us, Kevin, is that previous to this, because we were recording in the studio, the majority of our guests were Rochester-based or they were in town uh, from outside of Rochester. And I know that before the pandemic hit, we had big hopes of taking the Mm -hmm. show on the road and (laughs) we were going to do a little culture-unfiltered road show, but the pandemic kind of forced our hand a little bit and allowed us to start chatting with people outside of Rochester. And two of those people were Shanta Eggleston and Liliana Fernandez, who again, like I said, are leaders in our Lehigh Valley office. And in addition to the pandemic, this year has really brought to the forefront a lot of social justice issues and a lot of conversations that are important to our communities and our employees. And just you know really brought to the forefront the need for these open dialogues about inclusion and equity and sure. diversity. And Shanta and Liliana do a really phenomenal job in Lehigh Valley of engaging their team, of finding ways to celebrate and uh, amplify inclusion and diversity amongst their team. And so I know we both are really excited to chat with them about how they do what they do and how they do it so well, what their philosophy is and and what their approach is.
1: And I think they centered on something. And this is one of the reasons why we brought them on is one of my favorite culture questions is what more can I do?
4: Mm -hmm.
5: And so let's hear what they do. You know, the reason we got to where we're at today is basically because we had a responsibility to the values. And because we had such a strong emphasis on culture shaping, we were at the point where we just wanted to go deeper. And that really was the inspiration behind diversity and inclusion. And when the company started to get behind it, we just said, we are so ready. So that basis for culture shaping was absolutely a Kickstarter for the Lehigh Valley Regional Service Center. But what we try to do from a planning perspective is really just think about what's happening in the world, right? What's those, what's that worldwide national calendar? What's that telling us, right? Because we know that the Regional Service Center is really shaped. Like the rest of the world. So we try to look at those national calendars as a basis for what our employees might want to see. And we use that as kind of like a kickstart place to begin our planning efforts. And then we utilize our local diversity and inclusion team to really capitalize on that. They're kind of like the voice of the center. These are folks that are made up from NPSC, NCO, the DSC, core service. It's not just one line of business. It's multiple lines of business. And because we're able to solicit feedback directly from them, they give us a good point of view and what what our people really want to see and what we should really focus on
1: yeah just a great clip and i think that culture question really tees up you know they are truly great examples of people who are constantly asking what more can they do to make things better to make things more vibrant
0: you know it not only impacts their you know their success as employees of the organization right what they're doing Mm -hmm. every day and and how how productive they are but more importantly it makes their employees feel like they're part of something bigger it makes the team there feel like that they trust each other and that there's a shared respect of each other. And, you know, there's certainly a a lesson in there for all of us. And and they're a great example of how we can all be doing um, a better job of that. So I I loved sitting down with them to chat about that.
1: Yeah. And so up next, we're kind of gonna channel innovation again. So Mm -hmm. Jody and Mulder are the guests in our next clip. And we had actually teed them up to be an an earlier season guest yep. and then the pandemic hit. So we had to quickly shift gears and we, we kind of adjusted that, but we wanted to make sure we said, guys, we, uh, you know, we're sorry. We're, we're sh- kind of shifting things up a little bit, but you know, put a pin in this. We want to make sure we come back to you. And I'm so, so glad that we did.
0: Yeah. And in this clip that we're going to listen to Mulder talks to us about, I think we'll all remember if we listen to the, the episode that be draggled, Idea, <laughs> um, and I think she does a really good job of of calling into a visual what it looks like to be innovative and why it's so important to be open to new ideas and be open to change and how it can impact the overall uh, you know trajectory of of a team. So let's let's listen to Mulder.
6: Well, change is interesting, right? Because it is it's scary. It's something that people want to avoid at all costs, <laughs> and at the same time without change everything absolutely everything stays the same Think about it. without change we're not here right now we're sad that we can't get on our horses mm-hmm. and ride our horses to each other's houses so that we can have a conversation <laughs> that's that's, <I> mean...
0: <laughs> that's how i get to kevin's house actually i ride my horse
3: walking
6: walking is the only mode of location you ever need but but really right um change Scary. And I remember this GE commercial, since we can use company names, that I saw years <laughs> ago. And it just like it really resonated with me because it was about ideas being scary. And they show this poor bedraggled creature that's an idea and everyone's yelling at it and telling it to go away. And it's it's disturbing looking and they don't want it anywhere. And finally, somebody opens the door and welcomes it in. And the tagline was that ideas are scary and messy and fragile, but under the proper care, they become something beautiful. And I mean, it's a, it's a cute commercial. It's a little bit cheesy. You feel terrible yeah. for the poor idea. It looks so sad. It looks so sad when people are being mean to it. <laughs> but that idea at the core of it, like that's a person. That is a person who's seeing an opportunity to bring something into the world that isn't there. And you want to support that. You really need to support that by being curious for the fir- in the first part. If you don't have that, if you don't have that person who's looking at things and saying, what if we do something a little bit differently? Innovation stops in its tracks. Mm-hmm. And so then they have to feel comfortable, not just thinking, what if we do something different, but bringing that to other people to be, I think there's a term called psychological safety, which is a fancy way of saying that people have to be comfortable and confident sharing their ideas with others. And you can't crush those ideas when you hear them. You need to listen. You need to really search those ideas and say, okay, this has changed. This is different. Maybe I'm a little bit scared of it, but I need to be open to all the potential that it has. And if it doesn't work out, okay, well, we learned something. It's not a bad thing.
1: To me, that clip also really reinforces innovation in itself. So this podcast that we created was an idea. It's innovation in itself. And that innovation allows us to really showcase these possible, you know, hidden gems within our company. You know, there's how many Mulder Welches and Jody Cravatas in this company that, you know, don't necessarily get an outlet like this. So, like, that's one thing that I really, really appreciate about having this podcast and being able to share conversations with folks like that who I might, you know, never run into. I may never be able to hop on my horse and go over to Mulder's house to have a conversation with her. Yep. It, it it probably wouldn't have ever happened without this podcast. So yeah. innovation, driving innovation, um, driving partnership, it's, it's culture all rolled up into one. Yeah, yeah.
0: And you're right. I mean, I think when this podcast was, a, was in its infancy stages, there were a lot of, well, I don't know, are people going to listen or... You know, is podcasting really a thing that, you know, that people do, you know, Matt, I know that you were championing this for, for quite a while and, and, uh, yeah, yeah, and here we are, here Mm -hmm. we are two years later. Look at us. Yeah.
2: That clip, I, I, the thing I love the most about that is to, it's just that openness to any idea, good Mm -hmm. or bad. And I know the three of us have had a lot of conversations (laughs) that start as complete nonsense. (laughs) And they lead to really productive ideas. And so you just, you never know when um, something might spark from something else. Yeah. And so I just love that idea, just being completely open to even ideas that you don't necessarily agree with at first.
0: Yeah. I love it. It's that improv, that it, that yes and, right? It makes me think of that video that you guys Absolutely. did with the badges <laughs> and the, the with- badges. <laughs> Yeah.
2: yes that and that video itself was completely had a completely different idea for that video yeah. and we were we were trying to brainstorm a solution to a different <laughs> idea and from that completely different conversation sparked you know kevin and i started you know, joking about like monty python and things yeah. like that and from that openness to just be nonsensical for a couple of minutes we came up with a completely different idea that we thought was better than our original and we went with that yeah
0: to so, yeah. critical acclaim Yes.
2: On <laughs> yes. <laughs> nonsense sometimes is the right
1: answer. That's right.
0: Yeah. A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men, I believe. There you me. go. But, yes. So speaking of nonsense, no. Speaking of awesome conversations, <laughs> Kevin, you queued up a conversation with someone who's near and dear to my heart, Miss Becky Cania.
1: Yes, I think this is this is definitely the Becky Cania fan club meeting yep. right yep. here.
0: Caniacs. So.
1: Yes, well, the K-E-X. K-E-X. Good. Yeah. Uh, so we had, uh, again, uh, talking about ideas, uh, this was another idea. I said to the team here, I said, how about a call-in show? And <laughs> he said,
0: uh, that'll never work.
1: <laughs> that'll never work. Uh, it was a tremendous amount of work. And thank you to Matt and team for, for making it happen. But it was also super fun. Yeah. And we got some great engagement from our listeners. We got some guest answerers, which is a, a term that I invented for this uh, this episode specifically. Because we wanted to you know make sure as we're talking about respect, we're talking about the active listening components. We wanted to make sure we're listening to you, our fans out there. So, we brought some folks in to questions that we had submitted, and we brought in some great guest answers. And Becky, I thought, did a a fantastic job in handling this question. Okay, so, Deborah, we've got another question here Mm -hmm. from Stacy Penn, a recruiter from Phoenix. And Stacy writes I would love to know how our culture has changed since the beginning of our situation with COVID and the lasting effect. That it has had on our employees.
0: It is a good and timely question from Stacy,
1: right? So, I thought this was maybe a little too big for just us to answer. So, uh, went and got a special guest answerer. So, guest answerer, are you on the line?
7: I am, Kevin.
1: All right. That is the, uh, the lovely and talented Miss Becky Kania. And Becky, we, we thought it would be great to have you join us uh, and, and kind of give your take on, on this question. You know, you're in touch with the employees. We said, who better to tackle this one than you? So can you give us your take on this?
7: Oh, well, first of all, thank you, Kevin and Deborah. I'm honored to be here. And it is really a great question. Um, The culture of paychecks is one of the things that we're most proud of and really what sets us apart. So I think in many ways, nothing has changed. We still have the same Mm values-driven culture we've always had. We're still a family. We still care deeply about each other, um, about our clients, about our communities. And when you think about it, the crisis really showed us what we're made of. Our Mm. culture allowed us to pivot quickly and do what we do best. But in other ways, everything has kind of changed, right? So most of us are still working from home, which has, of course, been the right thing to do to keep everyone as safe as possible. But when a big part of our culture is built on being together to celebrate each other, do community service work together, or let's, you know, just rolling our chairs out into the aisle to chat about your weekend plans or to how best solve a customer problem. Well, those things are a bit harder to maintain and sustain through WebEx calls. We have to be really creative to keep that stuff going. Mm -hmm. So I'll say this, though. The past several months have taught us how to be resilient and agile, This situation has created new partnerships and cemented existing ones as we all reach out to each other to help us along. And it's driven home the importance of the work that we do for our clients and their employees. And those are the things that we can add to the already long list of things that make our culture so special. So when we're back in the office, we'll know we've all gotten through an extremely challenging time together and we're stronger for it. And then we can get back to all the things that make our culture really fun.
0: I love that. I love hearing from Becky on that. And I know, you know, she's one of the, one of the guiding voices behind a lot of our return to work strategy planning Mm -hmm. and what does that look like and when is it time and when is it safe and, and all of that stuff. So I think that's couldn't have said it better.
1: Yeah. And I think if nothing else, I'm sure there's more Kaniacs out there now than, uh, than ever having, Uh, I
0: mean, obviously, how could you not be right?
1: Um, You know, for me, I I think kind of next steps is, you know, just, personal reflection and what are we doing next you know i think this was a a challenging year um but you know it also you know i I, i'm hoping that we come out of this stronger and better in in 2021 so looking forward to that looking forward to another year with all of you guys so excited to continue doing this podcast i think uh goals for me would be hey let's continue these great conversations let's continue finding these hidden gems amongst the, uh, the the Paychex family and giving them a, a, a bit of an outlet to uh, to showcase to the world.
0: Yeah. And if you're listening and you have a story you think would make sense on a future episode, feel free to drop us an email at paychecks.com. I am also looking forward to the future of our conversations. I'm looking forward to Hopefully, uh, you know, in our warmer months here in Rochester, being back in the studio with you, gentlemen, you fine gentlemen, I've missed my daily checks on Matt's hair. Um, <laughs> yep. So I'll I'll need some some updated photos of that. Um, but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to where our conversations will take us in 2021, and and excited to. Uh, to continue to bring those conversations to our audience.
1: Yeah. And I'll speak for Matt and I'm sure he's going to say
2: more sound effects. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. If you have other ideas for sound effects, you'd like to hear on the show, <laughs> or if you have a sound effect, you'd like Kevin to incorporate into a complicated skit by all means, <laughs> culture unfiltered at paychecks.com. Oh boy. Kind of bouncing on some of the things you guys have said, you know, when we started talking about this podcast a couple of years ago, our goal really was to highlight the, the real things that are happening at paychecks that exemplify what our culture is. I think we've really hit our stride. And I think even this pandemic has opened the doors for us to hit more people in those real situations that they can share with us. Because I think it's really rewarding for us to hear the culture in action, if you will, these people who are out there living it. Uh, and can share it with us so that we can really see where it is. And so uh, I'm just hopeful that we can continue to do that and looking forward to hearing more of these stories.
1: All right. And with that, this has been a uh, yearly recap for Culture Unfiltered.
2: Culture Unfiltered. Culture Unfiltered. All right.
1: And Maddie, take us out with a sound effect, right?
0: podcast is property of paychecks inc 2021 all rights reserved